you reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I am the founder of this podcast, and I'm also the founder of Covey Club, where we deal a lot with all those words beginning with the word R-E, reinvention, rethinking, reformulating, restarting, reimagining, all those things that may be occurring in your life. So not only should you follow this podcast if you like what you hear, but rush over to CoveyClub.com, check out what we're talking about with reinvention. And remember that reinvention doesn't have to be your whole life. It can be a part of your life. You may want to only reinvent your body. You may want to reinvent your exercise routine. You may want to reinvent your hair. It doesn't have to be your whole life, or it could be. It's really up to you. So hit us up at uh, CoveyClub.com. Check out our newsletter. That's free. And you will learn a lot about reinvention. So let me tell you who I have for you here today. This is Barbara Vettiri, who is CNA International's fastest growing senior executive recruiter, focusing on the life science industry. And she's in the works to building a million dollar portfolio in her first year of business. She used to be in the uh, interior design business where she had created several of her own businesses. And now she's segueing over into corporate life, which doesn't always work for a lot of entrepreneurs. I'll tell you, being having I've moved in and out of being an entrepreneur um, and into business. And boy, it's really hard. And the, and the wonderful thing about running Covey Club is if I have an idea in the morning, I can execute it by lunchtime. When you're in a big corporation, you have an idea in the morning and it may be a year before you get to execute it. And I actually had that experience when I was running More Magazine. I would come up with ideas. You had to run them up to the flagpole and oh my goodness, it took forever, sometimes never happening. So it's an interesting experiment in leaving entrepreneurship in your 40s and going back into or starting in for the first time into corporate life. So I think you'll enjoy um, hearing from Barbara Fittieri. So Barbara, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Leslie. It's so great to reconnect with you. It's so great. And I love the fact that you sent me a picture of us about 14 years ago. We think it is. We don't even know. We can't tell the date. Of <laughs> well, we, we look first... fabulous then and we look fabulous now. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So nice to reconnect with you. Um, and uh, just so people know, it was through social media, right? Yeah. Funny enough, through LinkedIn on a professional line, yeah, not the usual Instagram or Facebook. Right. But it's great. And that's why I know everybody here loves Instagram um, and Facebook, but um, LinkedIn is really where I find I make most of my connections today. Ditto. So, cool. So Barbara, let's talk a little bit about your reinvention. Um, and, you know, I always like to go back and find out where people grew up. So I understand a little bit of their history, make that really short, but let's, let's just hear what did you, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And what did you think you were going to do? Yeah, well, I am a true Brooklynite. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn hospital, went to Brooklyn college, oh my <laughs> but goodness. lost the Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah. Like no trace at all. 
None at all. Um, but the interesting thing is I'm, I'm adopted and my parents lived in Marcy Projects, which are the same public housing as Jay-Z. Um, and I oh. knew him as Sean. Yeah. So I, I kid you not. Yeah, there, there's a, a I'm Googleable, which, you know, that sounds like it's bragging, but it's not when it's true. <laughs> so the mm -hmm. story is out there. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible upbringing. And so you talk about, you know, uh, learning about survivor skills and, you know, how to find opportunities when you can't get opportunities. Um, it, it really was an interesting upbringing, but um, mm. worthwhile one for sure. Mm -hmm. And what did you go to school to do? What did you think you were going to do? Uh, when I went to college, funny enough, it was, I think like all young people, I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm just going to get a degree in life and science because I can't figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and then I got introduced to the magical world of interior design. I was working at the same time going to school. And that was it for me. I, I was like, oh, this is incredible. There are actually celebrities in this world of interior design. And I never wanted to be an interior designer, but I had this uh, innate skill of being able to build businesses in such a unique way that um, I had companies, interior design firms and architectural firms um, sort of gave me incredible opportunities to help them run their business. And that was it. I was making more money than if I had stayed the four years in school oh, <laughs> and so completed. Left? Oh, I left. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, And the cool. joke is, is when I left and I started my, um, at 35, I started my virtual business management company. And I mean, it's not really a joke, but I, I kept telling the people that I worked with, um, everyone I hired graduated from college, but me. And here I am wow. starting uh, this business. Um, so it, it's interesting, young people, and, and I'm sure you're seeing this too, the the idea of like, should we wait for school? Should we go to technical school? What should we do? You're always going to be reinventing yourself, no matter what age mm -hmm. you're at, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so what did you do in interior design? And then how did that lead you to where you are today? Yeah, so I always ran the businesses. And um, from there, I kind of, maybe it's the, you know, the Brooklyn in me, you know, being a bit unfiltered, unapologetically, um, I got welcomed to the world of Twitter. And mm. I would start sharing opinions, um, some advice, and a television network, uh, the design network, wind up seeing this sort of momentum and said, you know what, we think we want to give you a show. <laughs> what? Like, Somebody called you up from doing Twitter? From doing Twitter. That's how it's, it's amazing. The power of social media and said the network, the, yep, network? the head of the network reached out. It was uh, an amazing cocktail of, you know, we're, we're not quite sure who you are and, you know, but if you can come up with whatever you're tweeting as an idea for a show, um, we'll be interested. And one of the funny parts about it was, is when I left uh, college and started working in the industry, I always said there are these designers that are like celebrities. And I wind up combining the word to designer liberty. And I built that second company of mine in 2014, where I'm like, I'm going to put a spotlight on these celebrity interior designers and go on TV and kind of report on them like you would if you saw Access Hollywood. You know, what ah. are they up to? What are they selling? What, you know, uh, who's getting married, you know, who's oh trying God. to share okay. this trend that's really not a trend, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it catapulted. I mean, I was on covers of magazines, you know, every year, and I was television correspondents, and 
And it's interesting when you and I met, it was in conception. I kept scratching my head saying, oh my goodness, you know, is this the pivot I want to take? Is this the reinvention? You know, you almost, um, life kind of guides you. But in that time frame um, of building that, I was, uh, I was about going on my 21st year of marriage. And I noticed that the passion that we tell everyone to have, you know, find your purpose, you know, right. find something you're passionate about right. was not really a passion. It was more energy I was putting towards things. And so I was losing energy in my marriage. I was losing energy even for designer celebrity because quite frankly, it was a bit scary. You know, it, it becomes a beast that you have to constantly feed. Oh. And don't get me wrong. It, it did so well. I was able to retire from it. It, oh, it was fantastic. No. Did you sell it or what did you do? Uh, no, I hold on to that baby. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I opted to just sort of leave the party on a high note, you know, mm-hmm. before the, the band, you know, pulls the plug on the music and the mm-hmm. lights go down. I left mm-hmm. at, at the peak. Mm. Um, but I opted to shift my energy and out of heartbreak. Now, a 21 year marriage, I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as an expiration date. My ex and I are incredible co-parents and and great friends. We kind of have that Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin thing going, right? Right. (laughs) Which is great. Um, but when you kind of go through this growth in your life, it tends to come from heartbreak. I hate to say mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. the best music comes from, you know, some form of heartbreak or art or even food, you know, you, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, I, I want to use this energy of pain and, you know, kind of not trying to think about like, oh, I wasted all these years, my best body, my best mind, you know, no, not wasted. Yeah, I was right. such a sad thing to look back and say you wasted it. I think they're just different chapters. They're different chapters. But the beauty is, is to learn the lesson from it. Because a lot of us do that. We are our hardest mm-hmm. critic. We're very mm-hmm. quick to, you know, we're the first ones. If you want right. to talk about like, who could take you down? It's you. It's yeah, nobody yeah. else but you. Totally, totally. And uh, so I decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to find out the, the type of woman I want to be. I'm a single mom with, you know, two teens. And I, I, I remember certain things that I loved about myself. And I love traveling. And I, I love, you know, charity, let me figure this out. What is this reinvention? And I got really sort of triggered hearing words like, you know, well, what's your purpose? Or, you know, what's your passion, you know, tap into that, you already know the world of interior design, recreate something in that. And then I wind up dating, (laughs) which, you know, kind of deterred me a little bit. Uh Um, But here's the interesting thing about dating, especially when you're a a woman of a particular age, you're sort of set in, um, you know, financially, I was, you know, stable and, you know, living this great life and traveling the world, and I'm ready to open up my heart again. And I bump into a gentleman that was just emotionally unavailable and broken and has gone through divorces. And you're going to meet that in the dating world. But when you're empathetic and you're, you know, you come from a place of, of, you know, sort of absorbing that, you don't realize how quickly, whoa, this is contagious. Like, uh, you know, I know I was getting over, you know, a 21 year marriage and sort of finding myself, but this, this looks a bit dangerous, but Mm -hmm. I decided to, you know, go with it. And I realized that I fell in love, like real love for a short period of time for the first time in my life with this particular gentleman who <laughs> had a couple of divorces under his belt. Oh no. Children, you know, were, were broken as well. He, and this doesn't mean he's a bad person, but this just meant that 
I had to look at that lesson when I had to walk away from it. Like, why did that happen? Yeah. And that's where the reinvention comes in. Again, it was, I looked at it and that was like feeling the real first heartbreak more so than my marriage. It was mind blowing to me. Hmm. And I realized, oh my goodness, I was with a person where I could actually be authentically myself because from a 21 year marriage, I didn't know who I was because I was in this partnership until three years of being single, figuring Hmm. out who I was, retired from my company, Um, I realized, oh my goodness, with this particular person, I saw a beautiful version of myself that, you know, again, I wanted him to see because he always said he was lucky. And I'm like, no, why don't you look at it differently? Why don't you look at yourself as deserving? And, you know, the communication Mm. led me to realize, okay, he may not be the one I have to walk away from this. Mm. But now that I've had that experience of how amazing it is to be in any partnership where you could be authentically yourself mm-hmm. is, is a lottery ticket. And so from that experience, I decided anything in my life, all relationships, whether they're romantic ones, relationships with my children, relationships with friends and in business uh, has to be a business type of mentality. If I'm putting all this investment in, I am expecting some form of an ROI because there's energy that gets you to kind of, you know, invest in people, in companies, in friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another form of, of reinvention. And again, unfortunately, you know, with heartbreak, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it catapulted me to to start getting into the business that I'm in now, which funny enough is a whole, you know, different uh, platform than it was from my designer liberty days. So, I'm now in recruiting. Yeah. So talk about what that means, what it is and how did you swing into that and why? Well, it's so funny because I... I remember not even thinking about recruiting. And I think if you speak to anyone who becomes a recruiter, the common thread is, is like they hadn't, they just sort of fell into it, but I didn't, I, I, after that, that breakup and it really wasn't a breakup, it, it, you know, it wasn't like we had an established relationship, but I kept thinking about, I want to do something where I can't tap into my resources or use like, you know, the designer liberty card or be one of those people like, you know, do you remember who I was? And, you know, (laughs) kind of build off of that. I wanted to really just get scrappy and start it from the bottom and, you know, uh, have no connections with anyone. You know, how am I going to build this up? Do I have it in me? Um, at the ripe old age of 46, which is like ridiculous, you know, everyone's, you know, kind of saying you're, you're kind of like at a limit. And I love Michelle Yeoh, who recently won her first Oscar as an Asian American woman, where she's like, you know, there is no such thing as, you know, being in your prime, you know? Um, And so I saw recruitment as like, well, yeah, I can't, you know, use my design celebrity card. I have skill sets to run a business that that's easy. I could throw that at anything, but recruitment, you know, it's kind of like matchmaking. (laughs) And so that's how the connection, you know, came about. If I can't successfully sort of, you know, matchmake myself at the moment, you know, I do believe my person is out there. Let me see if I could steer this energy again, because, you know, recruitment, I don't know too many people that say, you know, that was my purpose in life, (laughs) you know, that was my passion, um, per se, but I wind up funny enough recently, although I, I, I broke up with this particular gentleman about two weeks ago. But again, this is one of those situations about learning the lesson. I was with this person for no more than seven weeks. And during the process of healing from that 
relationship with the other gentleman, I was healing and I was trying to figure out what was going to be my, my new reinvention. And again, it's like, who am I now as this woman? I, I know I've done this and I've accomplished this. And now I love the, you know, the woman I could be if I was in a relationship. I'm now, you know, in a, a process of trying to open up again to another person without bringing what they call the baggage, right? And with this gentleman, I was in the process of healing, but not taking baggage from the other relationship. But just again, the healing process was, I'm this woman now with boundaries. I'm this woman now with standards. I'm this woman now with value. I have to lay this on the table because I want to be in a position where I don't abandon this because the default in me is to be empathetic and look at red flags and say, okay, we're all human. Let's ignore those for now. <laughs> like I came at it hot. I just basically laid it out on the line with this particular uh, gentleman. And he was fantastic. He had a great seven weeks in him. And unfortunately he uh, showed me that um, he wasn't trustworthy. The, the, the trust was broken. Now, the beauty, the lesson in that particular breakup, which led me into, you know, the in the new reinvention of myself in this third sort of venture of mine was, is that I was so proud of myself. Instead of ripping myself apart, I lost my best body, you know, I lost my best mind. I looked at it like, wow, I actually walked away from something. I didn't abandon the standards and boundaries and value I put in place. This means I've grown, you know. Um, I, I could have uh, defaulted and give this person, you know, a chance uh, uh, or multiple chances, but I took on the mindset that everything is now a business to me. I've invested this much. There's something in business called cost sunk fallacy. How much can you invest in something when you know it's not working, where you basically are, are so far in debt, you almost continue investing because you're like, well, I'm in it for this much, you know, right. now, right? Right. Um, and so that was a beautiful experience I had with that particular gentleman. Unfortunately, you know, trust is a major boundary. You, you, you know, how do you build a relationship where you don't have any trust? But that lesson showed me, okay, you have no connections <laughs> when you're starting this recruitment business, but you have boundaries and standards and values, and you can still come at it with the energy of being authentically you. And where do you pour this abundance of love into and keep with the same mindset that I've sort of learned, which is you can walk away from the table when something's not working. And that's when I was lucky enough to meet my business partner, Sharon Cox, who's been in the industry for 40 years, which you have to admit, meeting women um, who actually stood in a career for such a, you know, you know, a long time is almost like finding a unicorn, right? Yeah. Um, and she's been taking me under her wing. And after that breakup two weeks ago, in recruitment, you really should specialize in an industry. And I think one of the things I was starting to remember was, is I, I miss doing something in the form of charity, a way of giving back. It's that abundance of love and that empathy, and that empathy, you know, I, I don't want to waste this on, on a, you know, more unavailable men, right? Right. How do I incorporate this now in, in a new business that I'm trying to build and reinvent myself still at the same time? And so I decided to go into the nonprofit sector and start working with a bunch of foundations and organizations and charities across the nation. That's the plan now. 
Is that what CNA is? What is CNA? So CNA is a recruitment firm that's been around for ages, uh, and they're based in the UK. And Sharon had the opportunity. They're an executive search firm, um, ah. and they specialize in the UK. I mean, they're they're global, um, and they specialize. Each division specializes in industries, of course. Um, but Sharon was able to bring the business to the United States, and so CNA is this brand now in the United States that we're both spearheading and we are focused in the life science sector and nonprofit. And I've decided I wanted to take over the nonprofit side because I feel like that's where my energy needs to go. It will be, if I made my two companies a success and hopefully I could avoid the universe trying to teach me more lessons through breakups, (laughs) I think I can make this my my third success. So Barbara, it sounds like you're one of the few people you kind of mix your, um, your business and your love life conception together. Is that what happens? I think, um, I kind of went with the mindset of just really running my entire life and all the relationships as a business. (laughs) That that's the way I kind of steered. Yeah. I look at it as, you know, there's an investment that I'm pouring into, which is a form of energy or love or whatever the case may be. But I am looking for an ROI. I am looking for the return on investments, you know, with my children, you know, I pour in all this love and, you know, uh, devotion. And I'm like, you better be good humans. You know, (laughs) that's that's the ROI. And the same thing with my friendships. You know, I have a very, very small group. And and I don't know if you can, you know, uh, sort of contend to this, but the older you get, you know, you, you find that, you know, the, the fewer friends you have, there, there is something quite valuable in that with the longevity that that stays and the quality of the friendships. Right. Um, and so that too is another form of investment. And yeah, there is an ROI. If I'm, if I'm having that barbecue and you went every year, you better have a good reason why you're not coming this year. You oh know? my, okay. All right. <laughs> I got those expectations and standards. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all right. So um, what is what are your sort of um, pointers for people who are thinking of they have their own, they had their own business or say they were off in one direction? How did you make that pivot? The pivot is the hard part. How did you leave what you knew about, um, you know, interior design and all of that stuff? And how did you segue over into the recruiting area? I mean, you had to obviously take some of your know-how and repackage it and resell it in a different way. And I think that's where people stumble. So can you give us some sort of particulars about how you did that that might inspire others who would have to do the same? Yeah, it's funny. It's actually a quite simple, easy answer, but the absolute toughest to execute. So the simplest answer is know thyself, which is crazy because, you know, you, you're, you're going through life learning about yourself. And like I said, the first time I, I fell in love, although very briefly, this particular gentleman showed me the beauty of just being authentically me. So I think if you can continue the work and take all the imprints of your life, if you're in a particular career, if you know yourself, you will get the direction that you need, where you would want to put this energy. Um, And that is the simplest form, yet it's the most difficult one to execute because you're very quick to doubt yourself. You're your worst critic. But that has been, you know, my answer. 
But do you have, so you didn't have to sit down and rethink, okay, how am I going to apply these three things? I'm a good salesperson. I'm a, you didn't have to, it just, you sort of fell into recruiting. Well, that's part of knowing yourself. So I, I knew, you know, it's not bragging if it's true. I have evidence that I can run two great companies on my own. So these are things I know I can do because there, there was evidence of it. I think the, the, the pivot or the reinvention part, or even the security of, of saying to yourself, you know, can I do this thing or can I figure this out? It's just getting back to, well, what do I know about me? You know, because there are situations where, you know, I, you got to get to a place where I was mentioning the cost sunk fallacy, where you can invest so much into something and you have to be able to recognize if this is a lost cause, how can you walk away from that? Well, you would know that you would know it by facts, whether it's, you know, how much money you've put into it, uh, or you know it by emotion, you know, you're not feeling good in this situation. Uh, it's, it's actually giving you anxiety, but you don't know any of that until you know yourself. So me going into recruitment and really specifically narrowing down on an industry such as nonprofit, I knew that I was always going to feel fulfilled if I'm working in charities. Okay, so if I love charities and now I'm in recruitment, can you combine the two? Became the answer right there. Um, I knew that I could build a business from scratch, even though I'm in a new industry where I can't use my connectors in my old businesses, you know, how do I do that? And you know what, I'm meeting you, right? Look, we met when I was building uh, my virtual management company, as well as Design Celebrity at the time when I was in the negotiations with the network. But here we are, you know, talking about something completely different. You know, we're not mm -hmm. focused on Design Celebrity, but we're focusing on a 46-year-old woman, soon to be 47 next month, very proud to say, who's reinvented mm -hmm. herself multiple times and in completely different directions. It just comes back down to really getting to know yourself. So are you saying that because recruiting is kind of like running your own business? Is that what, where the comparison is? I'm just trying to dig down, Barbara, and yeah. get you to explain for the listener what you mean by know yourself. A lot of people don't know themselves and that's a lifetime examination and they don't have that time to figure out what they want to do next. So what are well, the yeah. practical, you know, really, yeah, super like how to, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, okay. I guess maybe recruiting is your own business. Is that how, I don't know enough about recruiting. So that could be why I don't understand what you're saying completely, but is it because it's kind of like an independent business? You just you I'm, do it if you don't. I'm treating mm -hmm. it as one, even though I'm working for a brand, but recruiting is like matchmaking, right? And so okay. when I go back to the know thyself, well, I'm a woman now that's dating, right? <laughs> so I'm okay. trying to match myself. So there are okay. uh, skills and techniques to it. Sounds crazy, but you, uh, like I said, with each sort of, and I don't want to look at it as a failure, but with each experience I've had in life, the way I was able to learn uh, more about myself was, is this particular person was not treating me the way I wanted to be treated, which uh, made me realize, oh, I have to set boundaries and standards, and uh -huh. I have to be very careful with my empathy. Well, how am I translating that in this new business venture? Okay, right. well, now I'm recruiting, which means that I am working with nonprofit organizations that want me to be able to understand what their vision is, what their passion right. is, 
And now I have to match them with fundraisers that will have the same passion as them so that they're both falling in love with each other so that they can grow this charity. So it, it does sort of flow with your personal life. It flows with, you know, your business life. The connector is, is that you have to be able to know yourself. Not all money is good money. You don't want to get into recruitment and be like, yeah, yeah, I can focus on being, you know, in financials as well as doing interior design. And I'm also going to do life science. It doesn't work that way just because you're the umbrella of recruiting. You really got to narrow in and know yourself and say, you know what, I I could put energy to this because I actually like this. I like charities. I like nonprofit sectors. I want to do this business. How do I combine it? And knowing yourself is that's how that comes into play. Hopefully that, you know, is the simplest form of being able to get people to kind of be like, yeah, you know. You, you have to admit, sometimes you, you're in a situation where you're in a job and you're not feeling fulfilled and you're not happy. That That's you knowing yourself <laughs> right there. But then you, you sort of put a roadblock and a barrier and you're like, oh, but, you know, what am I going to do? Well, go back into the elements of the job that you're at right now that you actually like. If you're an administrator and you're really good at, you know, connecting and, and you know, sort of doing some project management and you want to get more in the creative field in that, now let's start hitting Google. Let's start figuring out those skill sets and different industries that can utilize those skill sets. And if you love baseball, all right, great. Figure out how you can use those skill sets within baseball or within cooking. Or like I said, sometimes the biggest heartbreaks, you produce the best music or food or art. Um, Sometimes in my case, heartbreak steered me into realizing, oh, I get it now. This this is going to make me feel better. This is more me. This feels like me. So what would you tell someone who's listening like me, um, who wanted to copy what you did? They, they, again, they want to, they have their business. They're, they're over it. They're done with it. Like, give me just three steps, Barbara, like real practical steps. What are your, what are your three recommendations? If you were telling me, Leslie, yeah, that job you're in just not working for you. What are your what are your first three steps into, you know, getting back into, cause this is very corporate, right? You were not in a corporate area. No, the businesses I built were based off of three crazy people, me, myself, and I, so, (laughs) but we had a party every time. (laughs) And that's right. And that's unusual. And that's hard. A lot of, a lot of um, entrepreneurs don't do well in corporate because they're used to doing their own thing. They, they're not used to running through things up the, you know, the flagpole and waiting six weeks for somebody to make a decision on what you do, all those kinds of things. How do you make that transition from being a, you know, a wild gun out there into a more restricted environment? Well, I mean, then, you know, we have to look at it as we're speaking to different types of people. So if there are people who are working in corporate and they're not happy, but they have an entrepreneurial mindset, one of the things that I think, again, and this is like going back to the bare basics of you're going to have to figure yourself out because your answers are hitting you left and right. You're in a corporate world, you're not happy, and you want to be in a job where, or create something of your own, wherever you feel you're, you're going to be comfortable and have you know, the, the chutzpah to do. You right. want to be able to know yourself well enough that you can say, I still have all these skill sets. You know, it is in me. I got this. 
but I need direction in terms of where I can use these skill sets in an environment where I can be happy. And that's the work. So whether you're working on yourself to know yourself or you're working on putting the energy to figure out the work you want to do to earn a living and, you know, and have a life, still the same principles apply. So it goes back to the bare basics. Know yourself, what you like, what you don't like, where do you feel like you're going to feel fulfilled? Where are you going to feel energized to wake up every morning where it doesn't feel like a job? Right. And if you know that about you, then the fun part, and it sounds crazy, but the fun part is getting excited to see how do you take what you've known out of how many years you've been living on this planet, all the input from life, whether it was broken relationships or, you know, you have children or your friends, you know, consume all of that and say, okay, this is me. And I think I want to steer myself or pivot myself and explore this. And the beauty thing about this is you can't look at it as a failure if you tried something. My breakups, like I was telling you at the beginning of my 21-year marriage, you know, when, when I opted to, to walk away from that, it felt like a failure. But there are, if you, you know, you look at the world of Hollywood, 21 years is like, you know, a lifetime, right? right? So everything right. is perspective. Right. But within the failure, if you will, listen, you know, because there are people well, who are looking at this from a business, they're like, well, listen, I'm, I'm not in love with my business like my lover, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, this is where I need something to pay the bills learn the lesson. If you are stuck in a cost sunk fallacy with a new venture, a new reinvention or a new job you're in or a new business you want to create and it doesn't work out, you can label it a, a failure, but you better learn the lesson from it because okay. that is what's going to steer you into, okay, I did this, didn't work, but this is, I know where I'm at now from learning that lesson. I can do this. Great. Wonderful. Well, Barbara, thank you so much. And um, so appreciate speaking with you today. Same and here, Leslie. Always a pleasure. Yeah, great to reconnect. Ditto. So thank you for joining us for this conversation with Barbara. I think it's interesting. I don't think we've ever had anybody who could talk about doing the same thing in your romantic life that you do in your business life, um, taking cues from each other and how you behave in those different facets of your life and applying them to your business. Everybody's going to do this differently. There's no wrong or right. There's no perfect path. That's why I put in front of you all the different ways that you can reinvent yourself each person is going to find their own path to reinvention. That's why at Covey Club, we say we hold a space for you while you figure out what's next. It's not going to be the same for everybody, and you are going to find your own path. So if you enjoyed this conversation, I hope that you will follow the podcast. Leave us some reviews. That would be fantastic um, on Apple Podcasts, especially. That's where we need the reviews. That helps other people see us and understand what we do. And we would also love to see you over at CoveyClub.com. Come on over, check us out. We have classes. We have 30-day challenges. We have pods. We have all kinds of things to get you started on your reinvention path. And we know how to keep you there. Big or small, we got you covered. So until next time, this is Leslie Seymour. Mm -hmm.